Hello, all Beyond Believers listeners and fans. This is your host, Pat Brennan here, coming to you at 3.15 in the morning on December the 25th. Merry Christmas to those of you who are observing the holiday, and to those of you who are not, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, happy day off from work. Sorry, you do have to work today if you do, and so on and so forth. I'm recording this episode live with no edits to give you a little holiday present, a little Christmas present, again, for those of you who observe, in which I'm going to go through the holiday playlist I made uh, on Spotify, and you just heard somebody in the background have something to say about it. That is the my co-host for today, the 16-day-old uh, Alma Lou Marceline Brennan Arnapole, my daughter. So she may or may not be joining us pretty soon on this episode, but as I said, this is covering our special holiday playlist entitled An Imagined Holiday Repast from Elvis Costello and Friends. Subtitle, Songs for a Prospective Elvis Costello Christmas Album. So what I'm going to do is just kind of give a running commentary on these songs, why I pick them, why I think they're perfect for an Elvis Costello Christmas album, even if they may or may not be explicit Christmas songs themselves. So, as I said, we're going to be kind of running through this. Alma may or may not uh, make an appearance here, but uh, we'll see. We'll do our best. All right, so, again, keeping in mind that I didn't go with songs always that were explicitly about Christmas or Hanukkah or the holidays. Of course, Elvis Costello already has a truly fantastic Christmas song that he wrote, or rather holiday song, uh, called There Are Much Worse Things to Believe In. It's from the Colbert Christmas, The Greatest Gift of All special. It's on Amazon Prime if you want to uh, look it up and watch it. It's a pretty funny special, uh, but Costello's song that he does with Stephen Colbert is truly great and totally covers, you know, kind of Costello's witty wordplay and melody and all that stuff. It's just great. So check that out because that is probably the closest to an explicitly Christmas December the 25th song that he wrote. Anyways, we're going to get started. So as I said, you can find this playlist on Spotify. It's called An Imagined Holiday Repost from Elvis Costello and Friends. If you look at our Instagram, Beyond Believers Pod, you'll find uh, the name of the playlist as well so you can find it. All right, so moving right along to track one for the Elvis Costello Prospective Holiday album, Macy Day Parade by Michael Penn. So Michael Penn, besides being the brother of Sean, uh, is a fantastic singer-songwriter in his own right. Uh, was had a song called No Myth that was a big top 10 hit in the 80s. Um, had since kind of just sort of kind of shifted into a far corner of singer-songwriters. But he has this song, Macy Day Parade, which appears, I believe, on the soundtrack for the 1996 Godzilla remake. I can't remember... It sounds like the kind of song that would just play over 
end credits or something like that. Um, definitely not served by being on that soundtrack, except that, you know, further exposure for his music. But anyways, Macy Day Parade is very much about the kind of themes we're going to cover here, which is being sort of enamored, but also sick of the kind of the vulgar displays of materialism during the holidays and also trying to find a personal romantic pursuit amongst the kind of chaos. So there's a line, uh, when they call last call, you look so contagious, I would catch it all. And it kind of has a lot of great New York imagery that's kind of almost Lou Reed-ish. And it just has a really kind of great hard rock style. I'd love to hear the imposters kind of just kick the song into gear. So it is a kind of slow tempo song to start off the album. But, you know, since we are kind of going from New Year or from uh, Thanksgiving to New Year's, you know, why not start with the Macy Day Parade? So that's track one. I, I think you'll agree. It's it's a great song in general, but it would it also really suits Costello's style as he is, you know, very much, uh, Michael Penn, I should say, is very much influenced by Costello. So check that out. Track two, Don't Believe in Christmas by the Sonics. The Sonics are probably best known for their song, uh, Strychnine. Some folks like water, some folks like wine. I like the taste of straight strychnine, but they also wrote a really hilarious Christmas song called Don't Believe in Christmas, and it is essentially just a, 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 a even straighter ripoff of um, Chuck Berry's Too Much Monkey Business, which of course was, um, you know, kind of uh, heavily borrowed from by Bob Dylan for Subterranean Homesick Blues, which in turn was a huge influence on Pump It Up, uh, Costello's probably his best known song. Um, so they they have the same kind of talking blues style that, uh, that Chuck Berry has, like, well, mom and dad said be good, so I did what I should, hung my stocking on a wall, didn't get a thing at all, don't believe in Christmas. Don't believe in Christmas. So it's it's kind of the perfect sort of full circle thing for Costello to again, you know, go back to a ripoff of Chuck Berry, which, you know, he kind of did almost a ripoff of a ripoff for Pump It Up, although he would just call that pop music and songwriting. Um, you know, every song, everything has been done, has been done, has been done. But uh, it's a great little tune. It's it's funny. It's got some serious sense of humor to it, which I feel like a, a real sardonic, um, dry wit take on the holidays, which I think Costello would uh, would be right at home with. So that's the uh, that's the next one. Track three is a already recorded Costello song. It's actually kind of been recorded twice. It's Bedlam off the Delivery Man. Bedlam is essentially a kind of demented modern day retelling of the uh, of the Jesus story, um, and I'll I'll give you a, a taste of the you know of the lyrics. I've got this phosphorescent portrait of gentle Jesus, meek and mild. I've got this harlot that I'm stuck with carrying in another man's child. 
The solitary star announcing vacancy burned out as we arrived. They'd throw us back across the border if they knew that we survived. They were surprised to see us, so they greeted us with palms. They asked for ammunition, acts of contrition, and small arms. I might recite a small prayer, if I ever said them, lay down on an iron frame and found myself in bedlam. I wish that I could take something for drowning out the noise of the wailing echoes down the corridors. So again, this kind of modern day sort of as though uh, from the perspective of um, Joseph, uh, husband of Mary, as uh, Jesus is born in a war zone. It's, it's again, very, very kind of witty, hilarious. It's got a great beat. It's funky as hell. Um, and yeah, I mean, Bedlam is a classic. It was also... I believe the lyrics were rewritten for for Stick Out Your Tongue on Wise Up Ghost as well. Or no, it was um it was Wake Me Up, I believe. Um let me let me confirm that real quick. Wise Up Ghost. Yeah, it was Wake Me Up, which of course mixes the chorus of the river in reverse with the verses of Bedlam. So I think that's my co-host. My co-host might be making an appearance here shortly. Um, as we are chilling in the crib next to dad. So moving right along to track four, which is a cover of I Was Never Young by Of Montreal. It's not a Christmas song. It's not a holiday theme song. But it is a song about growing up too cynical, too manic, too crazy to really appreciate the holidays. You know, the opening line is, I was never young, even as a child. I just never smiled. And I would love to see what Elvis could do with this kind of funky arrangement, or if he would flip it on its head and do something completely different. But um, it's a really interesting vocal melody, which I feel like his voice, like he could have a field day with it if he was ever you know, willing to take it on. Kevin Barnes, who is kind of the mastermind of all things of Montreal, is very much a kind of, uh, I wouldn't say his music is remotely stylistically in sync with a lot of Costello stuff, but he is another kind of equally iconoclastic artist, and I just think it would be cool as hell to hear Costello and the Imposters cover this song. There's so many great keyboard textures and funky rhythms. I would love to see, um, you know, Pete Thomas on drums and Steve Naive on keyboards get a hold of this song. I think they would just rip it a new one and it would just be fantastic. Just checking on my co-host here who is still sleeping soundly. Luckily we just had a bottle. So if we are going to be included in the, uh, In the show today will be a a mellow contribution. All right. Moving right along to track five on this album, which is Jesus Was a Crossmaker by Judy Sill. Judy Sill is one of those great singer-songwriters who should have had a 50-year career, but um, unfortunately... uh, due to issues with drugs, serious issues with performing live, excuse me, and other things. Um, 
you know, her career started in the early 70s in 1971, and she unfortunately uh, died of a drug overdose in 1979. Jesus Was a Crossmaker uh, is off her eponymous debut album. It also includes several amazing songs. Um, my personal favorite would be Looping Through the Cosmos. Judy Sill, if you don't know her, is a great kind of undiscovered artist, unappreciated artist. Jesus Was a Crossmaker is probably best known for being covered by Warren Zevon. Um, as soon as you hear the lyrics, you'll you'll understand why Zevon recognized its genius and decided to cover it himself. But, you know, I think, why include a song called Jesus Was a Crossmaker on a Christmas album? Well, I think it fits in Costello's um, sensibility in the sense that it is about, you know, uh, a, a man who has done a woman wrong and her response to, you know, how, how could this guy treat her so badly? Well, I mean, even Jesus was a cross maker and, you know, being a carpenter, he made crosses for the Romans. Uh, if any of you saw Last Temptation, that's a big, uh, Last Temptation of Christ by Martin Scorsese, that's a plot point for sure. So it's a beautiful melody with fantastic kind of bittersweet lyrics. And I think, you know, as you head into the holiday season, you know, and you're hearing all these songs about the newborn king and everything, you know, Jesus was a crossmaker is a kind of, again, as I called it, a holiday repast, um, you know, and I hope I'm pronouncing that word right. I'm sorry, folks. It's 3 a.m. And this is kind of the unexpurgated Pat Brennan you're getting here for better or worse. So I just think it's a perfect, perfect inclusion um, to the album. And I would love to hear Costello cover it, whether he just does it solo piano with Steve Naive or creates a kind of, you know, this could be a cool thing to get the Brodsky Quartet in on. Um he could do it as a kind of countryish song if he could get like Dennis Crouch or any of the the sugarcane players on it. There's a lot you can do with this song because it's it's one of those you know, I always like to think about great songs like can is a song truly if a song's truly great and this isn't 100% universal but like can it just be played on an acoustic guitar or just like an upright piano and still be a great song? And that's definitely the case with Jesus was a crossmaker. So that is why it's included on the album. Uh, check it out. All right, track six is, all right, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, track six is Sufjan Stevens, who has re- released one of the all-time classic Christmas albums. Um, highly recommend checking it out with his own kind of early 2000s kind of indie, twee, folkish stylings. Um, It's kind of the epitome of that first phase of Sufjan's career um, that kind of culminated with Illinois and such. But um, his, uh, yeah, his Christmas album is fantastic. It has so many great, like, classic songs for Christmas. Um, Sorry there. But yeah, check that out for sure. That's a great Christmas Day album. But um, the song that I picked for Costello to cover is the first track on his album, Seven Swans. Oh, was that my co-host? 
Uh, I think we're still okay. Um, we're not ready to join the show yet. So it's the first track on Sufjan's album, Seven Swans, called All, of, All the Trees of the Field Will Clap Their Hands. And I think our host is about to join us, so give me just a moment here. False alarm there, but I'm sure we'll make a cameo at some point. So why is this a song on it? Um, the lyrics are incredibly reflective. The opening line is, If I am still alive this time next year, will I have arrived in time to share? And there's lines like, I am, I am sending all my thoughts to you. And, um, and it's just, it, it's a beautiful, beautiful song. Yeah, if I am alive this time next year, will I have arrived in time to share? And mine is about as good this far, and I'm still applied to what you are. And I am joining all my thoughts to you, and I'm preparing every part for you. So it's a very personal song um, with kind of sort of cryptic lyrics that are a little hard to unpack. But I think it's one of those great songs that gives you kind of space to paint in the meaning in terms of what it's... Ooh, who was that? Maybe? Maybe? We'll see. Is Almalu going to make an appearance on the on the podcast? Oh, maybe. Maybe not quite yet. So as I was saying, it's one of those songs where it's like, it's what you bring to it. So the, the lyrics being kind of cryptic, you can kind of fill in the blanks in terms of what it's about and who it's about. And I always imagine it's a letter to somebody, you know, possibly like an immigrant to somebody back home and how much they miss them. And if I'm around this time next year, maybe you'll come join me or something like that. And it's kind of a lonely holiday reaching out to friends or family kind of song. I've always thought so. For that reason, I think it's perfect to be included. I would love to hear Costello, um, especially his kind of lighter career, more mellow, slightly, um, you know, kind of uh, a little more fractured vocal style of late, I think would be perfect for this song. So all of the trees of the field will clap their hands by Sufjan Stevens is track six on this album. All right, we're back post-diaper change. We're having a bottle. Alma Lou is on the mic. Say hello to the people, Alma Lou. <laughs> there you go. There you have it. She wants to get back to talking about the music, I think. So we are going to discuss our next track just as soon as I can get this bottle into our mouth. There we go. Next track is Jesus Was a Social Drinker by Chuck Prophet. Chuck Prophet, in case you don't know, is a absolutely fantastic, brilliant, hilarious singer-songwriter, very much in the mode of like a Warren Zevon, a Elvis Costello, a Nick Lowe, a John Hyatt, um, all those guys and more are strong influences for sure but John's work is just really awesome and he has a really hilarious sardonic sense of humor about everything so Jesus was a social drinker I feel like it's just a perfect song for Costello's sense of humor 
Um, there's a great line where it's like, Jesus was an Irish, but imagine if he was, he'd probably write great poetry and have a pint of Guinness every day for lunch, which is, I feel like very much a, a line Costello would, would laugh at and enjoy. Wouldn't you agree, Alma? She does, but she's uh, having some milk right now. So anyways, it's a, it, it's a no-brainer to include it on this playlist. Um, next track is another uh, Costello track, Little Triggers, because um, after all, at the holidays, what, uh, what, what is there but little things to be triggered by? Um, in this case, it's seductive triggers, but for sure emotional, uh, you know, traumatic ones as well abound. So Little Triggers to me is, is a perfect inclusion um, in an ironic sort of way for a, for a holiday song. Um, I believe that's track eight, so is it? Where are we at? Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, that was track nine was little trigger so track 10 is bad guest by sport murphy bad guest is a song probably maybe the only song on here that you almost i i could i if i didn't know it i would have sworn that costello wrote it it has a real strong feel of kind of mighty like a rose era um costello as well as um, another holiday song of his from around the same era that that we'll we'll discuss later. Um, it is uh, what's the line? Old Daddy's racked cadaver still wheezes out faint signs of life as he it's like as he zones out listening to the droning monologue of his wife, whose blood runs black as Guinness. Uh, I've known her all of seven minutes, and I've cursed her a dozen times. I am a bad guest, too uptight, to read the house rules by this Roman candlelight. I've got a handshake like a kitchen sponge. I'm damp with weird ideas. I get along with everyone, but none of them are here. Again, that's, it sounds like Costello. Um, all respect to Sport Murphy is a, is a great songwriter in his own right. But, um... But it's it's just it's a song about being stuck at a at a really awful uh, party, kind of family or or adjacent um, relatives party. I believe the song was actually written about um, the fact that I could be wrong here, but I think Sport Murphy had a relative who died on nine eleven. Um, may have been a firefighter or a first responder in some capacity and i believe this song is inspired by kind of the the wake after the funeral in which everyone kind of is trying to almost capitalize and uh you know make merry and make um you know prop up their family as being heroic because of one of their members sacrifice and it just kind of disgusted him so much to the point that he wrote a bad guest Again, this is, I remember reading this close to 20 years ago when the song first came out, so I could be wrong there. But um, this could just as easily be a a Christmas holiday party um, or any kind of holiday party uh, with family members who 
you know, kind of disgust you to no end. So that's, that's why I included it. It's a great song. Um, bad guess by sport Murphy. Next track is new lace sleeves, which off of trust, which is one of Costello's greatest songs for sure. Um, it's here because, you know, the opening lines are bad lovers face to face in the morning, shy apologies and polite regrets, slow dances, slow dancers that left no markings, outrage glances and indiscreet yawnings, good manners and bad breath get you nowhere. Even presidents have newspaper lovers and ministers go crawling under covers. And... Living in the Washington, D.C. area for a long time before I relocated to the greater uh, L.A. area, there was a lot of strange mixing, as I'm sure there is in L.A., with big political figures. If you happen to... What's that, Almalu? Yeah, you agree. Um, if you happen to be with... Uh, have a friend of a friend... You could end up in a room where you're like meeting Tony Blair, as I nearly did, or at a house of a congressman or something like that. And this mixture of journalists, politics, and the bedroom, um, I feel like hits home for me on this level. Uh, I also love bad lovers face to face in the morning, good manners and bad breath get you nowhere. Um... We've all hooked up with somebody at a holiday party, and the morning after is awkward as hell, so I feel like it has a place in that context. Furthermore, it reminds me of a very specific anecdote from um, an ex-girlfriend of mine who I stayed friends with, and she was, for a while she was dating somebody who was adjacent either through marriage or through like work uh, for an extremely prominent political dynasty in America. I won't say who it was, um, but um, I'm sure you could guess from, from a f the, the few that there are. And she went to their Christmas party as his date, and she described it as an incredibly surreal, strange ceremony with lots of self-congratulation, self-adulation, and um, at one point, one of the, the prominent patriarchs of this family um, showed up in a bear costume and handed out presents to people. Um, so I just, when I feel like this mixing of, like, politics in the bedroom and, and you know, there's a, there's a line in the song where he's like, oh, the the salty lips of the socialite sisters with their continental fingers that have never seen working blisters. Oh, I know they, ha they have their problems. I wish I was one of them. You know, there is this thing, this attraction and repulsion to being close to power. Um, I'm reminded of the line Gwyneth Paltrow says in The Talented Mr. Ripley when talking about Jude Law, when he casts his eye on you, it's like you're in the sun and it's very warm. And I just always think of that anecdote that um, my ex shared with me when I think of new lace sleeves, and that was at a Christmas party. So for that reason, it's included. Um, might be a bit of a stretch, but yeah, I mean, the song is incredible anyway. So 
All right, so next track is Ylang Ylang by FKJ. And the reason, this is an instrumental track. And it's kind of a sort of loopy, almost ambienty. It has a really gentle rolling melody like you're in a rowboat on a calm sea. Um, but it's also kind of distant and echoey. Oh, yeah, yeah, you agree. But I like, I played that song to help you fall asleep, so so you should be a fan of it. Um, and I would just love to hear Costello. Um, so Elvis Costello has a habit, or rather has been invited several times to either write lyrics to go with music or music to go with lyrics and most notably I think with some Charles Mingus compositions the famous jazz bassist and composer Um, and I would love for him to take a crack at writing some lyrics to go with this this melody and this this kind of loop this kind of gentle lulling thing and write something holiday related this is also very similar to what he did when he worked with The Roots, which is like Questlove or other members of the band would come in with loops and recordings and things like that. And then he would he would write either new lyrics for it or take old lyrics of his and tailor them to work with the beats um, and the music that, that The Roots brought to the table. So that wasn't the case with the whole album, but it was for several cases. So that's that's kind of why I'd love to see him take a crack at it, because there is something kind of hauntingly, you know, kind of gently bittersweet holiday feel to, to Ylang Ylang. So anyways, that's the reason it's there, and I, I hope I'm, I'm pronouncing it right. If not, I apologize. Again, it's, uh, it's, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. So next track is Hearts Grow Fonder by the O Pairs. O Pairs spelled O apostrophe and then like pears the fruit. I came across this album uh, just in the last week or so. And so this is the last inclusion um, track to this to this album. Uh, their album Stay Warm, which is holiday, but it's also just kind of winterish um like winter feel it came out in 2018 i highly recommend checking it out there it's three-part harmony and these three people these three women sound absolutely gorgeous and it's a very kind of gentle sweet um but offbeat christmas song and hearts grow fonder and the idea of it's great to see people for part of the year but you don't have to see them all the time but there's some really beautifully painted holiday things and I think if Costello was going to do a very straight ahead holiday song about why it's beautiful I think he might be reluctant to do something like silver bells or something more conventional he would go with something different and hearts grow fonder is in the same league as you know a lot of classic christmas songs um if not the same ballpark but it's well no i would say it is the same ballpark if we're if we're stretching this metaphor out would you agree Almalu? so um i think it's it, it's a perfect holiday song and i'd love to hear him his vocal you know stylings working around it 
All right, so the next track is I'm Your Toy, which is another Elvis Costello and the Attractions cut off of Almost Blue, which is his country album. And I'm going to double check this right now. I'm Again, this is completely on the fly. I'm not, I did not do a lot of prep. But um, yeah, this is, um, I'm Your Toy is a, it's a Graham Parsons song um, cover. It was originally on the fly, um, the, I believe it's the Flying Burrito. Well, actually, no, I don't know if it was ever released. Um, I'm Your Toy, it was a B-side to Hot Burrito number one on the Flying Burrito Brothers uh, album, The Gilded Palace of Sin. So it was a B-side to the single but he also performed it live a lot. And, you know, there's the chorus. Um, I'm your toy. I'm your old boy. But I don't want no one but you to love me. And let me see. Where's the chorus? Yeah. Uh, I'm your toy. I'm your old boy. But I don't want no one but you to love me. No, I wouldn't lie. You know, I'm not that kind of guy. And that kind of thing, you know, mixing the metaphor of being a toy and that that also means that I am just an object to be played with by you, and I'm okay with that. I mean, I, I just feel like it's it's kind of an underrated, ironic Christmas song. So for that reason, I, I included it. All right, track 14. All right, track 14 is December Baby by Molly Birch. Molly Birch is a ridiculously talented singer-songwriter, and this might be the most recent release um, that's on this holiday album. And it's a kind of double B-side, or double A-side, sorry, uh, with her song Cozy Christmas. And the other song, which we've included here, is called December Baby. And I think it's it's such a be- cozy Christmas or cozy for Christmas is great too. It's basically like let's just spend Christmas in bed together. Um, it's really sexy and and wonderful and fun, and um, and should become a holiday classic, as should December Baby. So December Baby is essentially a story of how the narrator is living in a city that gets snow for the first time ever and she meets somebody and they talk all night and they basically have a like early December to Christmas romance and it has to come to an end then because he goes home for the holidays and they just lose track of each other after it and I feel like one of the interesting things about the holiday season, if you're lucky, is that it it sort of, if especially if you're single, um, is that it, you kind of fall out of time. You know, things speed up and slow down at, at ways and rhythms that are unfamiliar to the rest of the year. And a lot of interesting, strange things can happen in that kind of liminal time, particularly between Thanksgiving and New Year's Eve. Um, I would maybe include Halloween to New Year's Eve, but particularly the the holiday season that is conventionally known. And I think 
if you're lucky, you've had that experience in life where you meet somebody, you fall hard real quick, you have a kind of passionate romance, and it's got to end, and it sucks that it ends, but you're also like better for the experience, and you're glad that it happened, that you got to meet this person and and get to know them in this kind of, as I said, sort of in-between, kind of out-of-time spot that can happen during the holidays. So for that reason, December Babies included. It's got some fantastic lyrics as well. So I would check out Molly Birch in general, B-U-R-C-H. She's, she's just killer. She's wonderful. So that's track 14. Track 15... Oh, I'm so happy for this one. Spotlight on Christmas by Rufus Wainwright. I tried with this playlist to kind of include songs that were more personal and then more universal, since I feel like those kind of represent the the best of Christmas. Are They're either the songs that are like, you know, these kind of grand sweeping view of the holidays, this idealized setting, or they're the personal experience you know and I think you know even something like John Lennon's So This Is Christmas is kind of almost like the two of them together which makes it one of the best Christmas songs ever but Spotlight on Christmas is very much a um it's very much like a it's it's a big picture one so after December Baby I feel like first of all it's up tempo and secondly it's just it's just it's perfect You know, people love the working man who does the best that he can, but don't forget all the horses and toys never could fix the poor little rich boys. People say they love the maid who sweats and toils just like a slave, but don't forget all the diamonds and pearls never could fix the poor little rich girls. Let us say for these, you can measure it in blood, you can measure it in myrrh. Let us say for these 12 days, put the measuring away, because it's Christmas, and the spotlight's shining on Christmas, and the spotlight's shining on us. And... It's it's just a it's it's beautiful. It's up tempo. I don't know about you, but I think Rufus Wainwright's voice is like butter. I could listen to him read the phone book. Um, oh, hello. And so Alma's in agreement. She's a huge Rufus fan. Um, she's got great taste for a sixteen-day-old uh, person, and so should you. So I mean, it's it's a no-brainer. I'd love to hear Costello cover this song. He should cover it even if he doesn't put it on a holiday album. All right. I mean, that it's great, so. Next track, track 16, is No Time to Be Alone by Will Joseph Cook. This was a... It came across on a Discover Weekly playlist for me, and it's just a great song about somebody walking home alone and thinking they would be okay being single, and they're not especially during the holidays. And, you know, for those of you who have had to be alone for the holidays, it hopefully was great for you. There's probably a good chance it probably sucked. Um, You know, it's... And just realizing that and trying to either keep a relationship going or reach out to people you need is... uh, it's kind of what the song's about. And by the way, if um, if you are in any kind of crisis or you need help during the holidays, um, my sympathies go out to you. 
you can dial 988 into any cell phone and you can reach the uh, suicide and crisis lifeline. They're available 24 hours and, um, and please reach out to them if you need help. So for that reason, it's such an important topic during the holidays. Um, so No Time to Be Alone is included for that reason. And just a great song. Shout out to Will Joseph Cook. All right, next time, next track, we're back to Costello for Man Out of Time, which again, not a Christmas song explicitly. However, it is the centerpiece song maybe of, I would say, of Imperial Bedroom, maybe his grandest, most kind of Baroque uh, album, you know, in terms of heavy arrangements. It has, uh, you know, tambourine and sleigh bells on it. It has, you know, the kind of, of course, there's the screaming at the beginning, which to me almost could represent like the swirling madness of the holidays. And then the song crashes in and it's so beautiful and kind of big hearted production. And it's interesting because it's such an emotional arrangement and musically the song is so, there's so much feeling and power in it and it's this kind of rolling kind of beast I would almost say it's almost sort of like his like a rolling stone but it's this deep emotional song about not a very likable person you know and the opening line so this is where he came to hide when he ran from you in a private detective overcoat and dirty dead man's shoes you know there's the line uh for his private wife and kids somehow, real life becomes a rumor. They say he's all Dutch courage. He's drinking. Three French letters, a con- condoms, and a German sense of humor. He's got a mind like a sewer and a heart like a fridge. He pays to be insulted, or he stands to be insulted and he pays for the privilege. I mean, it is, it's, you know, and the chorus, to murder my love is a crime, but will you still love a man out of time? I don't know about you, but I, I've had some stressful holidays in my past um, to the point where you don't know you're robbing Peter to pay Paul to keep the lights on. You are you are struggling with emotions. You are working overtime to try to make an extra extra buck to either buy Christmas presents or to uh, pay for Christmas dinner. Or, again, just to keep the lights on. Um, And it's hard. And you kind of feel like a man out of time. So for that reason, this has a vaguely Christmas feel to me. And definitely in the music as well. Um, It is kind of, to quote Jeff Heisen, my co-host on Imperial Bedroom, it is a kind of big, almost Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band feel. So... Um, yeah, that's why it's here. All right, so track 18, I believe. Yeah, 13, 14, 15, 16. Yep, 18. It's not Christmas without a little gospel, without a little soul. And who better than the staple singers? Um, those titans of gospel and R&B and soul. Who took the Mary out of Christmas? People all over the world forgot about Mary. This is an open-hearted, sincere 
plea for the kind of compassion and the promise that, you know, Jesus Christ's birth is supposed to behold for those who believe in it. And it's so refreshing in a way that, you know, the war on Christmas and keep the Christ in Christmas arguers uh, couldn't couldn't pull off if they tried. Um, it's a sincere plea for, again, what, what the promise and the hope of of the birth of, of Jesus is supposed to bring every year to people. And yeah, it's just coming from such a genuine place that, that you, 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 you pick up what the staple singers are, are throwing down about it. And it's a beautiful arrangement. Who took the Mary out of Christmas? Um, I would love to hear Costello and like the Crescent City horns, you know, to do a real New Orleans style version of this song would be great. Um, to really funk it up would just be fantastic for him and the imposters. I could hear Steve doing a really beautiful um, Alan Toussaint like, rest in peace, Alan Toussaint, uh, like piano part on it. It would just be, it would be awesome. So I would love to hear Costello cover that song. So that's why that's why it's here. Next track. Uh, again, we went universal. Now we're going back to the personal. Jacob Marley's Chain by Amy Mann. I mean, Amy Mann had to be on here because it's Amy Mann. Um, I should say she also wrote one of the best Christmas songs ever, uh, which is just called Christmas Time. And it's on her album, her Christmas album, Another Drifter in the Snow. Highly recommend that album. Uh, one of the best covers of um, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, on that album. But it's just a great one in general. But her song Christmas Time is like an all-time Christmas song for me. Um, especially if you can find the version that she duets with her husband, Michael Penn, of track one fame on this playlist. Uh, their duet version is really beautiful, too. So, yeah, um, Jacob Marley's Chain. Making the connection between the chains of Jacob Marley's life and the things one is guilty and ashamed of as they reach year's end in Christmas time um, is brilliant. It's a brilliant pop song. But more than brilliant, it's also incredibly emotional has a kind of Beatles-esque uh, bridge with some beautiful, I think, kind of Mellotron playing on it. It's 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 great. It's just, I mean, it's Amy Mann. Come on. I mean, one of the best songwriters ever. So Jacob Marley's Chain is is a really beautiful one, and I think it's it's so appropriate for the holidays because, you know, holidays are triggering times, hence little triggers beforehand, but there's a lot of, you know, that is the time when, you know, if you're sober, alcohol is everywhere, drugs are everywhere, you know, as people are having a really good time and really wanting to let loose and celebrate, those can be hard times. And I mean, even even if it's not, you know, addiction, if it's just any kind of thing, and, and I think it's just a brilliant song that kind of encapsulates all of those kind of difficult times for people. So, again, I think it's a classic, classic song. It's one of the best 
in her discography. It's on her debut album, Whatever. Highly recommend that album. But Jacob Marley's Chain is, is fantastic. All right, next track, uh, I believe track 20, is Clementine by Elliot Smith. Again, sorry, folks, it's the middle of the night, so I am just not, I'm not keeping the track record, uh, the track numbers going, but neither does Spotify. So Clementine by Elliot Smith. I don't know if you've ever been at a bar lock-in where the door is deadbolted and the bottles come out. Uh, there was a particular bar in D.C. I used to frequent that once the doors was locked, uh, hats were distributed, and everyone had to have a hat on. If you were to stay at the bar, you had to wear a hat. And then the drinks would flow, and many a time I walked home. It's a different life, Alma. I say this as I hold my sleeping uh, 16-year-old daughter, or 16-day-old daughter. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, wow. <laughs> Not there yet. Um, I remember many a time being up this late for different reasons and walking home as the sun came up, much as the same way I will be going to bed as the sun comes up this morning, this fine Christmas morning in 2022. So that very much is, it's a song kind of about a lock-in but you also kind of wander out and you stumble and you do, as uh, uh, as Elliot says, you drink yourself into slow-mo, maybe make an angel in the snow. Um, anything to pass the time and keep the song out of your mind. Bar lock-ins are really fun. Everybody should do it at least once if you are someone who drinks socially. Um, it's fun. You know, it's a thing to do, especially in your in your early 20s when you have the stamina to sustain it, um, and or the time to sleep it off. But if you're there and you do it all the time, you got to wonder, what are you trying to get away from? What are you trying to lock yourself in, uh, off from, you know? And that song, of course, is very much about it, about that. Um, and it has such a, a winter feel to it and a kind of claustrophobic feel, I would love to hear Costello cover it, either as a full band arrangement or just, um, you know, he does beautiful harmonies as well uh, as as Elliot Smith does, and so I, I would love to hear him uh, take a crack at it. You're a fan of that too, Alma? She's keeping her thoughts to herself. All right, so next track after Clementine is Ring Them Bells by Bob Dylan, which comes after his Christian period, but is sort of a, a vaguely Christian um, song, some somewhat of religious overtones to it. But the reason I'm including here is, I mean, gosh, how many songs are there at Christmas about bells? You got Silver Bells, Carol of the Bells, Christmas Bells Were Ringing, um, Ring Them Bells. You know, I think it's uh, it kind of highlights more important reasons to ring them bells than just a kind of pure celebration. It's a beautiful song. I think most people would, uh, most Bob fans would say it's amongst their, uh, the Dylan heads would say it's amongst his best songs, certainly on the album Oh Mercy from 1989. And that is a song, that is an album that's got maybe four or five 
just absolute masterpiece songs on it. So ring them bells. It's, you know, it's not even a question. All right, next track is Christmas Is by Lou Rawls. This would be probably the second track on this playlist that is the closest to doing a really conventional Christmas song. And it's got lovely lyrics like Christmas is, you know, kids not wanting to go to bed and the season being just right. And it has a lovely kind of swing laid back, like behind the beat kind of feel to it that I just feel like Costello could have really like just a lot of fun with the same way. If you've heard uh, his cover of let's misbehave or any kind of old timey tunes, he just really leans into it. And it's, I I would love to hear him cover Christmas is it would be great. The next track is winter's song by cowboy junkies. Again, not explicitly a Christmas song, but I think it's it's really wonderful because it's about, you know, waiting out the winter together, waiting out the rough times, maybe even waiting out Christmas. It's kind of a more darker, poetic version of um, uh, Cozy for Christmas or Cozy Christmas by Molly Birch that I mentioned earlier. And I feel like it's it's a beautiful arrangement. I'd love to hear Costello get in there with like the sugar canes or someone like that and really um, explore the vocal on this. I just feel like it's cowboy junkies are, are fantastic. And this is this to me is like an underrated classic of theirs. So winter song by cowboy junkies. The next track is maybe my favorite track on this album but um it's a weird one it's it's not again not explicitly christmas but i feel like it it's christmas adjacent it's definitely winter adjacent and it has this really kind of lovely feel to it that i feel that just feels a bit like christmas to me which is it's harry nilsson's cover of yoko ono's listen the snow is falling and it's a late Nilsson track um, recorded, I believe, in the 80s. And it's on his kind of Lost and Found album. But it's it's Listen, comma, The Snow is Falling. And he distorts his vocal. And, you know, Nilsson is usually known for these clear, pristine, beautiful vocal tracks. But this is kind of after um, the years have taken their toll vocally on uh on poor harry and he he wisely kind of puts some interesting effects and distortions on it that that actually really help carry the song across and i feel like you should go you should go interesting you should go exotic you should go strange if you're gonna cover yoko ono you know she's not everybody has the the chops or the gravitas to carry off a song of hers like perfectly straight, you know, the way she does in her amazing, uncompromising way. So listen, the snow is falling. Just it's literally just a song about she just she writes about how, you know, snow is falling all over the world and just how beautiful it is and how it's even falling between you and me as as we embrace. You know, I assume she's talking about John there. Um 
And, and it's just, it's lovely. I just find it deeply, deeply moving. And um, I'm getting choked up even even talking about it. I don't know why. It just it just really goes to the to the heart this time of year, this year for me. So, anyways, that's it's maybe my favorite track on this. So that's why it's here. All right, next track is uh, Douglas Fir by Chris Teal, and oh gosh, it's an Irish name. I should be ashamed. Um, I'm gonna look up how to pronounce this. I'll be right back. And we're back. I should have my uh, my cultural uh, <laughs> my Irish cultural card revoked, um, or at least put me in timeout. It's Aoife O'Donovan, great singer, and this is a very kind of odd poetic Christmas song, where it's about children being born, um, and sort of how the birth of a child connects to also the birth of the baby Jesus and how 10 million children are born in America every year. It, it, it's a very, it, it's, this is, this for me might be the oddest track on the album, even though it is kind of explicitly sort of Christmas-y. Um, it, it's a weird one, but it's interesting. And I, I just, I'm, I'd be curious if Costello got a hold of it. I don't know if he would dismiss it as outright nonsense because it's not as tightly structured as the songs he write or if he could have some fun with it. I mean, I love Chris Teal and Aoife O'Donovan's vocal is is beautiful. So, so for that reason, I'm including it. All right, another Christmas weepy coming up after that. Nothing Breaks Your Heart Like Christmas by Matt Maltese. I mean, that covers it, you know? It's kind of talking about being awkward with in-laws and not knowing how to communicate with them and having a tough time with it. And as the chorus says, you know, nothing breaks your heart like Christmas. So I, I feel like Costello would would do great with this one. Um, you know, Matt Maltese, great singer-songwriter, by the way. Definitely check him out. Um, and so, yeah, nothing breaks your heart like Christmas. You know, I think if Costello is going to do anything anthemic, it's not going to be <laughs> super positive. Uh, so, so yeah. Next track, this is a, I guess, a bit of a stretch. Maybe he would laugh at this and would never try it, but it's a Tom Jones version of a Van Morrison song. And, I mean, believe me, we don't, we don't need to go into why Van Morrison is controversial right now. Um, we just don't. You can just Google Van Morrison controversy and read to your heart's content. Um, doesn't take away from the fact that he's written some absolutely brilliant songs. And Sometimes We Cry is kind of one of those brilliant, simple, latter-day Van uh, songs. This was actually recorded on on a Tom Jones record as a duet between the two of them. But this recording that I chose is from him performing it at the Vatican. And it's, as I said, the song's called Sometimes We Cry. And I think it's about how the holiday season should be, you know, about celebrating us, you know, even if we're not perfect, even if we're not, you know, doing our best. Is that you chiming in there, girl? Yeah? Yeah, anything to say? Yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. I mean, is there anything more to be said? 
it's kind of a cheesy arrangement, but it's one of those times where, and again, I'm not a huge Tom Jones fan, but his vocal is just so fucking good that it just carries it over, and I love it. I, I it, it, it kind of steamrolls through the cheese. I don't think I'd want to hear this song sung by anybody else, but but Tom Tom kills it, so there you go. All right, next track, keeping it light, keeping it funky, keeping it punky, Groovy Christmas by the Linda Lindas. It's just great. It's just, you know, you want to throw around, thrash around, dance around the turntable, jump up and down, pogo, just be a punk rock loving person. Groovy Christmas is there for you. Next track is along similar lines, a similar Costello-ish version. Again, not an explicitly Christmas song, but tear off your own head. It's a doll's revolution. It's a doll revolution. You know, I mean, I love, you know, obviously dolls and toys for Christmas, but the idea that the dolls, uh, you know, are tearing off their own heads and making their own plans and living their own lives and maybe taking those heads and those clothes and putting it on the people who put it on them in the first place. You know, always love a good song also with a little bit of gender swapping going on in it. Uh, always fun. And it's a really funny lyric. Uh, you can, what is it? You can, uh, you can, you can turn somebody into a, a something, you know, into a little itty bitty wife, but don't let anybody tell you how to live your life. Tear off your own head. It's a doll revolution. Um, you can, it was something you can, you can put him in high heels. Why waste time altering the hemline? It, it's great. It, it's, it's, it's a classic fun Costello track it's the kind of thing that i think you know he needs to remember to write some of those songs every now and again when he's doing his own thing next song this is one of my all-time favorite songs i hope to someday if i ever get a piece of media produced to use this song in it so don't you fucking steal it or i will find you it's for the wars by clinic off the album Walking With Thee. Um, Clinic is a really interesting rock band. Um, they, long before COVID, would play in surgical equipment and, surg- and uh, surgical masks on stage. And For the Wars is an interesting song. It has a kind of almost nutcracker Christmas waltz. You imagine snow falling and it's kind of about people being turned into machines for war in a very kind of abstract, poetic way. You know, um, sunshine boy, the endless joy rushes in our hearts, in one and out one, you're all made up for the wars. And it's it's just absolutely beautiful, and I'd, I'd love to hear Costello sing it. I think his voice would be perfect for it, in a way that's very different from the lead singer in Clinic, but... Anyways, I find it to be a deeply, deeply moving song and makes me always think of wintertime and Christmas and the idea that, you know, this is almost sort of the inverse and a more dark version of I'll Be Home for Christmas in its own way. Maybe that's a stretch, but that's how I feel about it. Anyways, it's mine, but I'd love to hear Costello cover it. Next song is... Donna and Blitzen by Badly Drawn Boy. Another great kind of anthemic 
but Christmas ad- Christmas adjacent anthem, if that makes sense. I first heard this song um, when my cousin Tim and his wife Olivia, shout out to Tim and Liv and their amazing children, Happy Hanukkah and Merry Christmas to them, uh, danced to this song at their wedding, which was a week before Christmas. So again, further Christmas associations. It's one of the songs that Badly Drawn Boy wrote for the soundtrack to the movie About a Boy. And it's a beautiful waltz. It's absolutely lovely. It's got some funny, cheeky lyrics, but also just a beautiful, it's a big ballad. I could imagine a Man Out of Time-esque arrangement for this song. I could even imagine Costello writing an extra verse or two for it. Uh, It's just, it's lovely. It's a beautiful, beautiful Christmas song. It should be on everybody's holiday playlist. And I think... uh, I think it, it's perfect. So, again, shout out to Tim and Liv and um, Donna and Blitzen and Badly Drawn Boy. Next track is The Angels Want to Wear My Red Shoes off of My Aim is True. And I read recently in an interview, I think it was a, it was a GQ UK cover story about Costello in which, yeah, yeah, it's true. He was in GQ. It's hard to believe now, but he was. He was that important. Thank you, Alma. And he talked about how Red Shoes was a song, which, you know, I was always curious about what it meant. I just thought it was a great song, so it didn't really matter to me. But he said it's a song about avoiding um, adult responsibilities. And, you know, when he says, uh, when I heard about the side of the bargain, that's when I knew that I could not refuse and I won't get any older. So now that Uh, because the angels want to wear my red shoes. And, you know, I think there's a lot of men out there who uh, would wish for freedom from adult responsibilities for Christmas. And I think a lot of people do take a vacation from adult responsibilities on Christmas, for better or worse. But anyways, I feel like it's perfect. The next track is another Costello one. It's The Sweetest Punch. This is off of Painted from Memory, his collaboration with Burt Bacharach. So it really is a Bacharach Costello song. It's fantastic because it it's it's about falling out of love with someone at a party. And the metaphor of um telling the truth could, you know, might be the sweetest punch, but you might also get decked in the face for it. I also can't help but think of uh, punch bowls at Christmas parties uh, that may or may not have been spiked, um, which kind of lends another dimension to the song. So I really like it. I think it's it's a, one of the more, I think, less, um, more kind of fun arrangements on Painted from Memory, it, which is an album that is still still growing on me. It's It's taking its time. That kind of sophisticated pop is not something I necessarily always go for, but I think by the time we get to talk about it on the podcast, I'll be, I'll have a, a greater at least appreciation of it. All right, next one. Christmas Eve Can Kill You by the Everly Brothers. You know, the Everly Brothers, we know them for their beautiful two-part harmonies and these kind of classic, almost rockabilly-sounding songs. This, from the 50s and 60s, this is an album from the 70s. I believe it's called... Let me see. 
uh, Stories We Could Tell. It came out in 1972, and the song is called Christmas Eve Can Kill You. And it is a song about a guy walking in the snow alone on Christmas, hoping that someone uh, will uh, will pull over and give him a ride as he sticks out his thumb because he's freezing. It's dark. It's very 1972 singer-songwriter dark. And I think Costello would knock it out of the park. It's, it's a tough one, but it's a good one for sure. All right. Next song I included... Um, I know I talked about in the the previous little uh, announcement episode that I was going to try to include a lot of songs by um, artists adjacent to Costello who wrote great Christmassy songs. And I got some, but honestly, that sort of fell by the wayside, um, aside from being a new parent, um, along with kind of wanting to craft this great covers album. But I'd be remiss if I didn't include at least one song on it that is kind of perfect for uh, for Christmas and everything, even though it's not written for Christmas um, or for the holiday season, for that matter. It's called Reasons to be Cheerful Part 3 by Andrew and the Blockheads. Andrew was on Stiff Records with Costello, and they were for a short time kind of rivals for headlining the Stiff Records package tour and uh, rivals in terms of songwriting and turn of phrase. And Costello said uh, he was an incredible showman. He could, you know, control a crowd like nobody else. And unlike Costello in his earlier days, Andrew was funny. And that's very important in a way that Costello was explicitly not funny uh, early on in his career. So Reasons to Be Cheerful is this just amazing running you know, almost proto, well, not proto, but like almost like early rap sounding, like Cockney list of all these things that Andrew is 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 grateful for, reasons to be cheerful. And I think it's it's funny and it's witty and it's goofy and it's strange and it's odd and it kind of just puts a smile on your face. So if you're having a shitty holiday season, whether it's Thanksgiving, uh, Hanukkah, Christmas, New Year's, Kwanzaa, whatever. Um, Reasons to be cheerful is always a good song to put on. And, you know, you can go around the house doing whatever you need to do, whatever sort of drudgery you're dreading with it playing, because it's almost seven minutes long. So Reasons to be cheerful, part three. All right. Yeah, yeah. Reasons to be cheerful, part three. That's right, Omalu. All right. The next track... Yeah. Oh, oh. If some folks are number one with a bullet, we're back with a bottle. So the next track is Santa Please Bring Him Home by Jenny Don't and the Spurs. It's a great Christmassy song um, in which... Sorry, trying to, just renegotiating our bottle right now that is kind of it's kind of upbeat but the but the upbeat melody and kind of darker lyrics which of course is a costello specialty as well um pleading for someone to to come home whether he's a soldier or an outlaw or just a wayward man or a guy who's just got to work on christmas 
you really feel it. Jenny Don't and the Spurs really sell it. They're a great country band. Uh, Rockabilly-esque. And so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's great. All right, the next one. I'm very excited about this. It is Scrooge from The Muppet Christmas Carol. For This is the song that introduces him, you know. There goes Mr. Humbug. There goes Mr. Grimm. There was a prize for being mean. The winner would be him. It's to me it's it, it should be a classic as as much of a classic as your mean one, Mr. Grinch. Um, and Muppet Christmas Carol is, first of all, the best Christmas Carol movie, and then arguably the best Christmas movie. Um, and I'd love to hear Costello lean into this one. It would it would just be so fun to hear Costello do a Muppet song. You know, I mean, God, who doesn't want to hear that? I want to hear that. The next track is the holiday adjacent Costello track that I mentioned before. Um, when I was talking about Bad Guest, which is the St. Stephen's Day Murders, which takes the this kind of obscure Irish cultural tradition that happens on St. Stephen's Day, the day after Christmas, Um and turns it also into vaguely like we may or may not be murdering family members. It's hard to say, but it's also this kind of Baroque, lyrical, unyielding display of just just sauced, wasted family members trying to do all these different gestures. Meanwhile, the Christmas lights are blowing out the lights on the TV and just it, it's like pure chaos and you know it, it's really beautiful it's actually on a chieftain's album um it's a christmas chieftain's album that has a bunch of guest stars including a previous artist uh, rufus wainwright's mom kate mcgargal but um it's uh it's it's just hilarious it's it's a dark baroque almost horror kind of story um, that he tells in it and it's it's the closest thing we've gotten so far to an Elvis Costello Christmas song so it, it gives me hope that perhaps he's be inspired to write some of his own songs or to cover the songs on this playlist because as I said before this is kind of the last frontier for him all right next track is I Gave My Love a Cherry by Chico Hamilton it's a nice little obscure holiday song because it's I know I know I know it's not Chico Hamilton with a full band he's just kind of doing a little blues with a small a small quartet I know it's not the same but uh it's about how happy he is that Christmas is over and he can get on to New Year's and it always kind of makes me think of uh like the movie Diner which really takes place from Christmas Christmas Day or Christmas Eve no it's Christmas Christmas night it starts the night of Christmas and goes till uh, New Year's, and this is kind of about that 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 period. It's kind of a nice little blues shuffle. So, and it's kind of off the beaten path holiday song. So I feel like it'd be perfect for Costello to cover. The next song, uh, if you're a listener of the podcast, you should be familiar with. It's "Pay It Back" off of "My Aim Is True." And Pay It Back, as I mentioned in the outro to My Aim Is True, uh, has a song, is a song that has really um, grown on me and has a great deal of personal 
resonance in my life. And you can listen to the second episode of My Aim is True to get the uh, the full scoop on that. But it's, it's you know, again, like chasing debts, robbing Peter to pay Paul, hoping one of these days I'm going to pay it back um, to have a Christmas, to have a life, to have a holiday, to have dreams. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it, for those reasons and more, it deserves inclusion on the playlist. All right, coming into the home stretch here, the last four tracks. Winter by the Rolling Stones off of Goat Head Soup. Uh, Goat's Head Soup. So I feel like this is such an underrated Stone song, particularly on, I mean, I think it's one of maybe the best song on Goat's Head Soup, uh, except maybe Angie. And I think it's an underrated 70s Stone song and just Stone song in general. I'd love to hear them cover it again. It's just a real deep cut. I doubt they ever would. They're they're kind of a greatest hit show. Um, but it's it's a great one. It's got a great Mick Taylor lead guitar solo on it. It has that kind of that kind of worn out, kind of drugged out feeling that you get on um, on sort of mid '70s Stones songs. And while the song is called Winter, there are some references to Christmas. Uh, Christmas songs and stuff. Now you can hear my dog having puppy dreams in the background. He's barking and growling at some imaginary foe. But I uh, I wish him well in his pursuit. And Alma's making some noise too. I know, we're almost done. We're almost done. All right, so the next song is New Year's Day by Mary Chapin Carpenter. And I love this song, first of all, because it takes place in Baltimore, which is uh, was my home for several years and has a deep, deep place in my heart. And shout out to all of my, my Baltimore friends and, well, your family. And it's also just about the hope of New Year's Day. Also, you know, maybe meeting somebody at a bar and going home with them and kind of snuggling up together on New Year's Day. It's a really nice, beautiful sentiment. It's almost kind of like the sequel to December Baby, the Molly Birch song that we talked about earlier. So I, I just love it. It's a beautiful one. Mary Chapin Carpenter, so, I think by my generation and a few others, so underrated, so underappreciated. She would deserve her own podcast just as much as Costello does. So, anyways, Mary Chapin Carpenter, New Year's Day. Check it out. Next track, Harry Belafonte, Jehovah the Lord Will Provide. This is kind of officially the last song on on this playlist. And I thought if Costello was ever going to do a religious Christmas song, much like Who Took the Mary Out of Christmas, it would be a deeply sincere very kind of simple, clear-eyed message that wasn't fogged up by materialism or glitz or any of that kind of Christmas glamour, which is great. I love that stuff, but it just, just seems to me very much not him. And Jehovah the Lord will provide... I first heard it because um, somebody who's important to me in my life actually did a cover of it for Christmas. They they do a Christmas cover every year, and that was their choice this year. And with all of the crazy shit in the world, it's sort of like, what can you do except if you're a praying person? 
you just pray, please, Jehovah, please may the Lord provide what is needed. And so I kind of love that as a, as a Christmas sentiment. And, you know, it talks about how the fox and the animals of the forest, as well as the baby Jesus, don't have a place to go. And just please, Jehovah, will the Lord provide. I, I think it's it's beautiful. It reminds me a lot of something like um, on Wise Up Ghost, If I Could Believe, or on The River in Reverse. What's the last track on that one? Yeah, um, Where is the Love, or, you know, Nearer to You, or something like that. Just like a very simple, simple song. And I'd love to hear him sing it you know sato voce or with a, you know simple arrangement or or however i just i just think it'd be perfect so that's the official last song on this album but there's a special one that elvis costello would never cover but damn i would love to hear him do it and that's one of my all-time favorite christmas songs it's a baltimore song it's a brilliant song. It's called Santa's Stuck in Baltimore. And it is full of explicit Baltimore references. It's by Hot and Bothered. And uh, Stanley Bothered is a is a good, good, good longtime friend of mine. And he wrote this brilliant song. It's sort of equivalent to Blue Skies Over Dundalk by Mary Prankster, which is another great Maryland song. Um, Baltimore adjacent song Dundalk's a suburb but I just absolutely love this song and it just makes me smile and I find myself continuously singing its hook uh, put some crab uh, you know what is it put some crab and beer cane angels on your tree thank bg e for the miracle on 34th street um, you know Santa's stuck in Baltimore and what are we going to do about it so you know, anyways, so that concludes things. It's almost 5 a.m. now. I'm going to edit this real quick and get it up. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. And uh, happy day off or not day off to those of you who don't celebrate. Take it easy, y'all. This is Pat Brennan along with my dog, Cohen, and Alma here. Wishing you a very great rest of your 2022 and we'll meet you in 2023 between your ears